man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. Brighten up. Because God wants to brighten your day. God wants to brighten your ear. God wants to brighten your life. We have so many things that cause us worry in our life. We have so many things that causes us to distract from the joys that we must have in life. But I want to remind you, let nothing distract you. I want to encourage you that you must brighten up today. You must enjoy God's presence today. You will be able to, as I share with you God's word uh, this morning. Before I begin to speak from God's word, I would like to pray. Ask the Lord's presence to take control of the situation. Dear gracious Father, we want to thank you God for all that you do in our lives. We want to bless your holy name. Father, we commit this time into your hands. Lord, we want to thank you for this technology that we are able to reach into the homes of hundreds and thousands of people. We pray that Lord, this message will be a blessing unto your people. Lord, it will be a sweet aroma in your presence. At the same time, it will uplift people who are down. It will bring healing into their lives. It will brighten their spirits of God. It will encourage them. Give them the strength to carry on as they live on this planet. Lord, bless everything that I say. I pray that every hindrance, everything that can distract, everything that can be an obstacle, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. This morning, my family and I, we gathered our home here. And we have been spending time singing songs and praising God. We've been praying and we're excited to also come into your home through this Facebook Live. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displays his worry at the center of your life. I was trying to you know, rephrase a few verses that you find in the Bible. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. The same video that you're watching live. If you want to watch it again later, you may want to watch it. In Facebook or we would also record it and bring it uh, uh, and, 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 and bring it on YouTube as well so that uh, you can uh, watch this video on YouTube uh, later on Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 in the New Living Translation Bible you'll have this in this way don't worry about anything don't worry about anything instead Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. 
which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. In the New King James Version, another version of you know, an English translation, you'd find this phrase, be anxious for nothing. That's the common phrase you find in all translations. Be anxious for nothing. In simple English, it says, don't worry about anything. Why do we worry? There are hundreds of reasons why we worry. But the Bible gives us many references where God doesn't want us to worry. Because worry destroys us. Worry takes away all our joy. Worry takes away all the peace. Worry destroys our life, it destroys our future. It destroys the joy in the family. You know, when I say worry, I would like to mean it this way. Depression, broken heart, trouble, miserable, despairing, moaning, negative thinking. Worry destroys us. And this morning, I have a word from the Lord for you. God doesn't want you to worry. God wants you to be happy. And what do you do with this worry? There's so much of responsibilities in our life, so much of burden, we are pulled down. There's so much of pressure on us, expectations from our family, from our friends. But what you can do? All these things that causes worry in your life. There is something you can do about it. And Bible tells us what you can do. In the book of Psalm, chapter 55, Verses 22. Psalm 55, verses 22. In the King James Version, it says like this Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. In a very simple translation, which is the New Living Translation, Psalm 55, 22 says like this Give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of it, or He will take care of you. Give your burdens to God. All your worries. All that pulls you down. Don't carry it like a baggage, like a huge baggage. Don't carry it. Don't carry it around like a backpack. You don't have to carry it. You just give it to the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. In the King James Version, it says like this: Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Cast all your care upon him. In the New Living Translation, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God. Give all your worries, all your cares, all your burden, all your fear, everything that pulls you down, everything that tries to destroy you, all the negative thoughts, give it to God. You know why? Why does the Bible tell us to give it to God? Because the Bible goes on to say, in the same references, it says, Because God cares for you. God doesn't say just give it to me and just, he's not going to be quiet about it. He's going to talk about it. What's he going to say? I'm going to care for you. Give everything to me and I will take care of you. I will take care of your situation. While I was meditating on these references this morning and in the last one week, thinking about the situation that we are in, the scenario, scenario around, us, around us is not so favorable. It's very painful. So much of depressing news. You turn on the television 
or you you read it on the internet or you, you get you know so much of updates on our on our whatsapp and facebook and instagram and twitter and linkedin so many all these informations that come to you during these months are informations that actually pull you down markets are falling down which means you know business is crumbling people losing job and so much things to take care of some of us are losing our salaries as well not sure if you will get to your salary on time so much of anxiety around us so much of things that can actually make you worry and i agree with you my friend there are hundreds of reasons for which you can really worry about but there's only one place where you can actually lay down your burdens give your worry and that's to jesus and so as i was thinking on these terms in the last few days and even this morning i came across few things that i want to share with you can a king get worried a king can a king really worry why should a king worry and i read in the bible there's a person by the name david king david who is one of the most powerful kings history has ever given to us a very powerful king of the old times but you know what he battled deep distress many times because of his enemies at home in his own country and because of enemies from the near neighboring nations he was in deep pain if you read those portions that he has written he has expressed his his pain there my soul is grieving i am distressed i am in anguish i am in pain can a king be distressed yes in psalm 42 verse 11 he says why are you downcast o my soul why so disturbed within me there are so many things that can even disturb a king but he goes on to say put your hope in god for i will praise him i will yet praise him because he is my savior and my god can a mighty prophet of the living god be in great pain a mighty prophet of god can he be in great pain you may have heard about a man by the name elijah in the bible elijah did great miracles on one occasion he brought fire from heaven on a great sacrifice he was performing on mount carmel he challenged the prophets who were the prophets of baal i mean baal were you know, the gods uh, you know at, at those times the people worship idols and there were 400 prophets who worshiped those idols and 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 they were there and, and challenging the god of elijah the living god so elijah challenged them and said let's challenge and know who is the living god finally elijah proved that his god is living if you read those portions in the bible you will get to know the story elijah proved that his god is a living god by bringing fire from heaven and doing the sacrifice as a result you know according to the challenge he killed all those prophets that was the challenge he destroyed all of them because of that the queen of the land queen jezebel gave order to put elijah to death this great man who performed great miracles on that mountain who did great wonders for god in the midst of the people as soon as he heard the order of the queen there was fear in his heart he ran for his life you know this is what elijah said i want to die can pain really take you to those extremes yes you know what there are people who commit suicide 
because of pain in life, because of worry. This morning, if you are listening to me, and if that thought is going through your heart and mind, I pray that you will not take a next step. Because suicide is not the answer to worry. It's not an escape from the problems of life. You must never take your life. It belongs to God and God has given life to you as a gift. Suicide is not the answer. Don't ever say I want to die. Don't. Because that's the spirit of suicide that's trying to destroy you. Will righteous people suffer? That's the third thing I was asking. Will righteous people suffer? The first question was, can, can a king get worried? The second question was, can a mighty prophet of the living God be in great pain? My third question was, will righteous people suffer? There's a righteous man whose name is mentioned in the Bible. His name is Job. Even God calls him righteous. Not people. God calls him righteous. In the book of Job, you'll read about him. But Job had to go through a certain suffering in life. And that is God unloved it. My friends, not all challenges, not all suffering, not all pain, not all sicknesses from the devil. Yes, some of these things are the consequences of the mistakes and sins of our life. I agree with that. But God allows some of it. And these things sometimes affect even good people or righteous people, those who walk right before God. But as they're righteous, the meaning is simple. Those who walk right before God, they are righteous people. And suffering can come into their life as well. Sickness can come into, into their life as well. But that is to prove something greater. Is to prove that they are people who still love the law and will come out victorious in those, you know, through those suffering situations. But when John went through it, it was so severe. He lost his children. He lost his house. He lost all the wealth. When you read the Bible, it says Job was the most richest man during his time. He lost everything. Maybe as of today, you could say, you know, some of those richest people, you know, that, that, that whose names are very famous, Bill Gates or 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 in India, Mukesh Ambani and and the King of Bruni and. All these people who are very, very rich and the film stars and imagine one of them losing one by one everything in a short span of time coming to zero that's exactly what happened in Job's life and finally he was even affected with a certain kind of sickness that nobody could heal it and in that pain he said, why was I born? It's common for human to respond in pain. Respond sometimes in a manner that actually reveals the anguish of the heart. The fourth question that I was challenged with was this. Will the mouthpiece of God face loneliness? Will the mouthpiece of God face loneliness? There's a man by the name Jeremiah in the Bible. He spoke on behalf of God to the people. He lived as a, you know, as a spoke, I would say, as a spokesperson of God. God would tell him certain things. He would come to the people and tell them. He would share to the people what God wants them to know. Jeremiah was known as a weeping prophet. He suffered from constant rejection by the people he owned loved. 
but the people he reached out to they hated him god called him to preach but god also told him not to get married not to have children so he was always lonely he ministered alone he was poor he was ridiculed he was rejected by his own people because he always spoke for god nobody loved him he always felt loneliness can the mouth or will the mouth please of god face loneliness jeremiah faced and because of that pain that pulled him down he was worried he was in pain he was in distress he said why was i born if it was to to suffer why was i born finally the fifth question that i would say the supreme of all the questions that i had can the savior of the world ever understand pain you may ask me this question chancy you're talking about pain you're talking about worry would you understand my pain i may not understand let's ask the savior of the world do you understand our pain do you understand the challenges we go through in life do you understand the grief i'm going through i lost my family member somebody is in hospital because of this sort of virus i'm losing my job this no certainly in my life do you understand what i'm going through in life can the savior of the world ever understand pain who is that jesus even before his physical torture began jesus was so much in emotional pain real yes he was so much in pain in his understanding he knew what he was going to suffer how they're going to torture him beat him crucify him laugh at him stole him ridicule him how he is going to be abandoned by the very people he came to love he foresaw all that knowing that he was in great pain and as he spent time in the garden of gethsemane praying you know what happened because of that emotional pain it was sweat oozing out from the sweat gland and so you know from the pores of his skin blood began to come out and i've heard that science can prove it that when somebody is in so much of pain so much of in, in you know in pain that's that literally causing pressure in them this can happen the amount of pain emotional pain that he went through and after that the amount of physical pain he went through can the savior of the world understand pain my friend yes and that's why he said come to me give me your burden i understand your pain that's why he said come to me i will give you rest i will give you hope i will give you peace i will give you joy beloved the reason of our existence is god he purposed our birth we did not come into this world to fulfill our desire that's why we worry that's why we face you no know, problems in life and we don't know how to handle it because we live for ourselves it's me it's we it's it's i it's 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 it's, it's all about me, 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 me. I, 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 I. it's not about others we are not focusing on others jesus didn't come for himself he came for the world and that's what the bible teaches us that's what jesus teaches us we got to live for the world for the people around us but when we focus on ourselves alone we find misery shift the focus from you to the god who created you god why did you create me 
What is the purpose of my creation? If the focus is only you, then you begin to worry. And you become depressed. And you become negative. But if the focus is on God, you will turn your challenges into joy. You will rise up victorious. You will be brightened up. Because you know that through the storm of life, through the pain in life, through the worry you're going through, God is going to bring out something awesome. There are powerful motivational speakers in this world. They can motivate you even to reach the stars. But they do not have answers to what happens to us after our physical body dies. No one has the power to add a day to your life or even to reduce a day from your life. They can boost you up. Come on, come on, do it, do it, do it. They can encourage you. But that's all till the grave. My friend, who is going to be responsible for your life after your physical death on earth? When you worry about all of these things that happens to you on this life, don't you want to be concerned about your life that happens after your physical death? Your body dies. Your spirit doesn't die. Aren't you concerned about it? 60, 70, 80 years you live on this earth. And you're so concerned, worried about that little life that you live. My friend, your spirit is eternal. Aren't you concerned about it today? At this point, as you listen to me, you may be that person who's worrying about one issue or many issues of your life. Even the present scenario, as I said in the beginning, of losing jobs, businesses crashing down, no income, and many other painful issues due to the spread of this virus is very disappointing, is disheartening, my friend. Even our news channels, print media, everything is bombarding us with negativity about painful, painful situation, painful news. Those who work from home, as you know, those, those who are having that, you know, right now, work from home, those executives who do not have work, they have started developing humor videos on Facebook, WhatsApp, TikTok, and many such media to make us laugh. We call them talented because they're talented in making you laugh. I do agree they're talented, but the talent is to do something nonsense, something foolish, or something they mimic in a stupid manner and they laugh. I too have seen some of these videos on these platforms. We also have television shows where people keep clapping for every sentence that is said by the host. And they laugh. Sometimes I do not know why they laughed, why they clapped, but they want to express joy in some way. And then we get carried on and we laugh along with them. We want to create such videos to laugh because we have not found the real source of joy, of love, of peace and of hope. And that's why we create laughter. Is any is any, no, is anything real? Let's go to the one who cares for us. When we reach out to him, he's more than willing to reach out to us, to hold you tight. Actually, the picture is like this. He stands with his arms open wide to grab you the moment you reach out to him to carry you through your challenging times. Do not say, I do not want to go through the pain and challenges in life. But tell Jesus this, I need the strength 
to face the situation. I do not know what my tomorrow holds, but give me the strength to face through. We cannot escape what is happening around us, my friend. You can control many things, but you can't control certain things that's happening in the world today. The same virus has entered the Paris in Great Britain. And the same virus has entered the slums in India. This virus doesn't need your permission to enter a palace or enter the slum. You can't control everything in life, my friend. But you can do one thing. You can give your burden, your worry, your, your brokenness to the Lord. And tell him, I need the strength to go through this. I need the strength to, to sail through the storms of my life. Before I end my words, I'm reminded of a story that I heard a long time ago. It talks about a person who saw a dream in the night. In his dream, he saw himself walking through, you know, a beach, a seashore, walking on those sands. And he carefully noticed that as he was watching that, he saw different scenes of his life. From, you know, from many years, all his past, he was seeing. And finally, he came to those, you know, the area that he was there, the present scene. And suddenly, he went back into all those scenes for a moment and he noticed that there were two footsteps, two pair of footsteps on that seashore, on, those, on, on, that, on that sand, two pair of footprints. And some situations he noticed there was only one pair of footprints, not two pair. And then he realized whenever he went through pain, whenever he went through challenge, whenever he went through tough times, whenever he was worrying, it was only at those times he noticed one set of footprints. He understood that he was all alone during the challenges and pains of his life. He was worrying all alone. There was no one there to help. Even that friend who decided to walk with him was not there at that time. Who was that friend? It was the God whom he had started his journey with. The living God, Jesus. He looked up to him and said, Jesus, years ago, I began a journey with you. You promised to never leave me. You promised to never abandon me. You promised to always be with me, to hold me close to you. But I have seen through the scenes of my life that during those lowest points in my life, when I was very sad, when I was broken, when I worried, I only saw one set of footprints. It really troubled me, God, because at those times I realized I was all alone. You never walked with me at those times. I was alone. I don't understand. When I needed you the most, you would leave me and go. Just then, as I finished my, my complaint to him, I heard my Savior, my friend, my God, my Jesus, my Heavenly Father, whispering my ear. My precious child, I love you, and I will never, never, never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testings. Never. I will never leave you, ever, during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. You then realized those footprints. A pair of footprints. That's what has. 
cards. It was Jesus who carried him through those times. My friend, you may have to walk a lot of times, but when you are not able to walk, he will carry you in his arms. Only if you walk with him. If you try to walk all alone, you will be struggling. You will not be able to complete your life's journey successfully. Success is not about having a beautiful home, well married and settled down with a beautiful car. No. Success is when you're able to live happily even if it is a small heart. But when you walk with Jesus, He will carry you in His arms. Even when you have to walk through the darkest times of your life, when you have to walk through, He will carry you. Dear friends, never carry your worries, let God carry it for you. Paul, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4. Paul says like this. Rejoice always. Rejoice in the Lord always. When did Paul say that? When Paul was arrested and, when Paul, and he was in prison because he was preaching about Jesus Christ. He was arrested and he was in the prison because he was preaching about Jesus Christ. Even in chains. Even when he was arrested, Paul said, let us rejoice. You know why? Because I will rejoice in God my Savior. I will rejoice in Jesus. My joy in life is not because of what I have. My joy in life is because of who I have. I have Jesus. And that's why I'm able to overcome the worries of my life. It's not that I am prone to worry. It's not that, you know, uh, pain cannot affect me. No, my friend. I go through loneliness, I go through pain, I go through challenges, I go through everything that you go through. But one thing I have realized in my life, I give it up to God, He carries it. And I'm able to sail through all the worries of my life without worrying because I cast everything at Him, I give it to Him. I pray, my friend, that this morning, as you listen to me, you will cast your worry on Him. You will, you will look up to God and say, Lord, here is my worry. Take it. I need you. My friend, write it up. Write it up. Do not worry. Write it up. Because God will carry all your worries for you. God bless you.